time's a pretty start. You're early, Sean. Yeah, can we ready to rock and roll? Yeah, let's, let's rock and let's roll. Welcome to episode 10 of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast brought to you by MGA Traffic Consultants, your one-stop shop for all traffic consultancy. This week, football was sent home, France marched on, F1 turned on a showstopper, and the biggest tennis tournament of the year continued unobtrusively. We're going to start with the World Cup. There's only one place to start. Who wants to kick us off? I'm happy to lead. I am flat as a tack after this morning's result. I'm disappointed. I might not even watch the final live. I actually don't care anymore. Really? No, the, the airs... It's you that much. Yeah, the air's been taken out of me completely. Oh, it, I love the whole England story. Loved it to death. Love the England story, uh, but I, I do think the better team won that game. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I, England, I always said in the, in the podcast previous, I've said that England have struggled to score from, from open play, um, and that was going to be their biggest... And I also said thing. in previous podcasts that England don't have a midfield. They don't have somebody who, crucially, which Croatia do, they don't have somebody who can take control of the game in the final third who can run the game in the opposition half. Mm. And that was lacking. I, Fab mentioned you know, Jack Wilshere a couple of weeks ago, and I think that whilst he was not the answer, I don't think he would, it's the position would have fixed that they need, the they problem. Need he, yeah. He's the deficiency. Look, pleasingly for me as somebody who's got a, a great um, sort of affinity, I, I really hope England do well. I really hope they continue this. I hope this isn't sort of a false dawn. I really hope they kick on. Mm. I, I can't remember the exact year. Might have been after they missed out on Euro 2008. Yeah. This is the first sort of visible step in a process that has been going for like 10 years where they rebuilt, they you know, built St. George's Park, which became the home of English football mm-hmm. and like, you know, the development centre and a centre of excellence. So they set that up, you know, following on from the models used by whether it be Spain or Germany. Germany began that process sort of eight years before they did. They're underage, you know, champions, under 17s and under 19s, They're 21s. World They're world champions at underage level. Not all of those. It's a little bit like, you know, the, the classic that not all the baby turtles make it into the ocean. You, you Never know, heard that an, analogy. Another one. Yep. Another one. But you know how, like, the, the baby turtles make the trek unaided yeah, I, you know, from the nest yeah. to the sea? So yeah. we're not saying that this under-17 team is going to transfer wholesale into the senior team and they're going to be world champs. But what it shows is that they're doing the right thing. And this team, I think, pleasingly, I think I, I hope that they're ahead of the cycle. Yeah, this certainly seems like they're, they're tracking well. Fab is That's laughing. I, don't know why uh, laughing. I just, I just remember I was listening to a, another podcast. Then there's Martin no other Keown, pod, there's no other podcast. No, where are the only podcast? Martin Keown said he was waxing his lyricals <laughs> during the second half, <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Chapman just lost it and started laughing. He goes, "You've just made up something there." He's not even mixed a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "When you're done, come and wax, come and wax my lyricals." <laughs> So no, when you yeah, I just that is funny. I think that look again Sorry. again with England pleasingly. I think that you look at the team and and see whilst there are areas of the pitch in which they have to improve to improve. <laughs> yeah, and and it's pretty plain to see. I think they obviously need to figure out what's happening long term with left back. They need to mm. figure out what's happening in the in the final third from a from a midfield perspective. Um, they probably need uh, more out and out support for a Harry Kane, like a, a more legitimate plan B or someone to play off him. Yep. So there are areas where they need to improve. Marcus Rashford. They, yeah. Um, we'll get to him in a second. I felt I felt Kane could have been a bit more selfish in the game in terms of taking it on and having some more shots on goal. I that feel like that's where his, he's... That, that could as well be a... a um, he's really effective for his club. For someone as clinical as Harry Kane, the chance he missed early on in the first half... Yeah. 
Where? He almost had too much time. Yeah. He was like, oh. He was narrow. It was a narrow. It was, yeah, very narrow. They, they flagged it for offside, but VAR would have overturned it. But For the offside. Maybe he, maybe he thought he was offside. Maybe. Came off the post, came off the goalkeeper, then another post and went out. Maybe, he thought, like, oh, maybe he thought I'm offside. Yeah. I was hammering. Yeah, maybe. So they had that period at the start of the game, England, where they... Obviously, the tribute for a kick was beautiful. They were, they, were, they were comfortable for an hour. Cut to Hyde Park, which you, would, oh, which you, which you enjoyed, Sean. Oh, amazing. Loved it. The Great beers. scenes. The beers. That's what it's it. about. That's what it's about. It's not. I saw a really good tweet where someone said this whole it's coming home thing is missing the point. You said, yeah, something like... Yeah, we got it wrong. It's going, going to the pub and effectively get, chatting up a girl that you would never otherwise... No, that's not the tweet to. I saw. No, no. It's going out with mates... That, and, and loving football again. It's all these things. It's still not the tweet I saw. No, no, but um, I understand what this guy was saying. Yeah. He was saying it in more layman's terms. Yeah. It was, it was mm. bringing... What it was, this guy, whoever it was, I don't know if he's a journo or whatever, but the point he made was football's coming home is about, and it was as it was in 1990, as it was in 96, it's about the country or the re-engaging with its <laughs> team and, up, and wanting yeah. and wanting to watch their team. Yeah, bringing the love for football back instead yeah. of just my the- well, my brother-in-law and who now my now brother-in-law and sister they moved over to the UK, twenty eleven odd around mm-hmm. about that time, mm-hmm. and Ben um, Ben's net like he hasn't adopted a team or followed a team or anything like that, but he was he was couldn't help but be swept up in it, mm. and he loved it, and he just thought this is just and I would have loved to have Can been you please there. Please say it like Kevin Keegan. He loved it. Loved it. He would love it if they made the final. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, it's, it's as I said, it was a really hollow feeling. I was really, I was really flat. So when they got knocked so out, so I mean, they scored scored early, I suppose, and then really from there, I felt like they invited a lot of Croatian pressure. I really think that was only after the goal. I reckon they were comfortable mm. for an hour. Mm. I reckon they were. I reckon you know what? In a weird sort of way, maybe it was a little bit of complacency. A little bit, yeah. Maybe not not in a not in a um, disrespectful, lazy way, no. but they were so comfortable. They were sort of just trying to. Maybe they were waiting for you know we'll absorb some pressure and try yeah. and counter attack and maybe get a second. They're sitting there. I think they're sitting there going, "We actually don't really need to do anything at the moment. Everything's going pretty well." Mm. I, I found the tweet. He's found the tweet. Excellent. Just a reminder that football came home the minute you had a lush night in the pub with someone you wouldn't wouldn't have normally. The moment you used an England game to see long lost mates. The moment you loved a World Cup again, it was never about. You know what it is too. You know, what it is? I agree. It's the same sentiment. It's the same sentiment. What, what you're saying, it's. You know what it is? It's the classic. You always used to see jokes. Um, you know, after an England tournament, you're in a JD Sports or a Sports Direct with the, you know, that the kit. You know, you can't give the kit away. Yeah. It's wanting to wear the kit. Mm, yeah. Wanting to wear the shirt. It's wanting to be, and I really hope that they kick on because England being alive in a major tournament, as we've seen, is something else. Mm. Yeah, and the and the. Fans were brilliant. Post match, I don't yeah. know if anyone's seen it. The they were playing "Don't Look Back." Yeah, it's brilliant. Back in anger over the what do you call it? A PA, the tannoy, yeah. and um, and all the England supporters were still there mm. singing. Actually, they were asked to leave. <laughs> Basically, in other words, you've lost. Can you please move on so the Croatians may stay behind and celebrate? <laughs> and the England supporters didn't want to. So, um, I did like that. I just saw um, as guys, I was driving just on Twitter. There was a, a really nice photo of and somebody who's emerged from this with so much credit. Deservedly, um, is Gareth Southgate. What he has done, you know, he took over. He was the the right man in the wrong place in a weird sort of way. Allardyce gets the flick, and it's who can we? Fuck, How fortunate! Get, mm. It's like who do we get? Like seriously, who? Fucking jeez, who do we hire now? It was literally fucking. He was in. It was like yeah, okay, you'll you'll do. And he has turned out to be the perfect man. 
Mm. You need a bit of luck sometimes. You do need it. And, and he's fell into luck. And there was this period I sent you guys a photo this morning. So it was a bit crude, but there was a really nice Photoshop I liked where it was him hugging himself from Euro 96. Did you yeah, see Yeah, I, I saw that. It wasn't a great Photoshop. It wasn't a great it Photoshop, good. but the I, sentiment I of it was yeah, really... It was, it, was, it was touching. It was a really nice thing. And there was another photo of him hugging. He found his wife in the crowd. The stadium was empty. Mm. And I don't know. He's a guy who I think England can get behind and will yep. get behind and be really positive about. Yeah, I think Absolutely. the future's I think the future's bright for him. Can I just say one thing before we move on to um, the other semi final? Oh, I was going to move on to Croatia. But, I was, uh, was going to yeah get into yeah. it a little bit more, I suppose. Yeah, but absolutely. about the goal that that ultimately sank them and, and Stones, I suppose, mm. switching off just for a moment. Yeah, obviously playing yeah you know, extra time. It's yeah. it's hard. I felt like Croatia having played what the third extra time in a row that they would be the tired team. But I just really saw I saw England fade. You know that I think that is too. I mean, thinking about it today. You look at the you look at the age of the profile and you think who are the players who are the Croatian players that turn the tide? Modric, Rakitic, Mandzukic scores the goal. Yeah. Mm. But uh, thirty plus, thirty plus. Even a Perisic is a very experienced player. Experience. Last yeah. half an hour mm. and extra time was was the difference. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. the difference was made by very experienced, well drilled. These you know really good. Um, I don't mean journeyman in a bad way, but these guys that have been there, they've been to World Cups before. They look like they could run for days, those guys. I mean, they were yeah. Mario was flopping himself around as if he cramped, and then once they won it, he was running around, sliding and stuff. But, yeah, they looked like they had a lot of run in them. Like, you know, that, that's my worry for the next stage for well, them. They didn't do much if, running in the first 60 minutes. No, they got, like, yeah, a certain... Yeah. I suppose. And that's the thing. You, you sit there and... Um, and when you when you look at it dispassionately, I saw once again another tweet, a really good, this guy said, you know what it is? Because I can walk away from the game as an England fan he was, and he said, because we weren't beaten on penalties. Because we weren't beaten by... It wasn't a flip of the coin. Because it, it, wasn't, a, because it yeah. wasn't, we weren't beaten by a fluke. We weren't mm. beaten by, you know, the hand of God. Although there was, there was talk about the, the goal that was sort of the high boot potentially, no, but I don't yeah, think it was... I'm, I'm happy for that to go. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't bother me. But look, Croatia... Um, Played very well on the day. I think the yeah. two teams are pretty even. Mm. Um, they stuck with England when England had the upper hand and, and ultimately rolled over the top of them. And, you know, it's one of those things where you sit there and you can't sort of argue with the results I blame, at the end of the day. I blame too much Spursy in that team for the... Uh... <laughs> I knew you'd say something like that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, of course. But Can we just say... Well, I just want to say one thing. I think that a lot of the flack that Raheem Sterling has copped for the last several years, as an international footballer in certain sections of the British tabloid press, has been it's been disgraceful. Yep. They, they have targeted yeah. him yeah. for clicks. Um, I don't necessarily think it's targeting. Some would say it's a racist. It's a base of their readership. I don't think it's that. I think that they've just got someone in the crosshairs, yeah. and that's scape- who they go for. Now, he's mm. the scapegoat over and over again. He was terrible. He'd been terrible for a while. Yeah. He was terrible. He was terrible in the quarterfinal and shouldn't have started the semifinal. There were a few guys that went missing at certain points. Deli Ali probably it looked, won. Like, it looked like Raheem Sterling had forgotten how to play football. He mm. couldn't. He was tripping over the ball. He couldn't dribble. It was just he was selfish. Mm. It's a very big, similar player to Sterling. If you go back, say four to six years ago, was Sturridge. He was that fast, getting behind top strike. But when he turned up at a tournament mm. in form. He not, in, not, well. in, not injured. Yeah. He played well. He's, he's probably not played a game since. Yeah. No. Raheem, uh, oh. I don't know whether he's just totally overwhelmed. It might have been the occasion. And they kept bit, playing him. And this is the worst thing you can do. They kept playing him because what he might do. Oh, he, he's capable. He might mm. do something. 
And he's not a player where it's like, for example, if Harry Kane hadn't scored a mm. goal yet, he's not the player you leave out because it's no. Harry Kane. But Sterling, yeah, the obvious answer, I reckon Sterling would have been better how many off the bench? They should have reversed. How many goals did he and Rashford? Imagine Sterling coming on with his pace. Yeah. Hmm. When the game's a little bit more open and, and defense isn't on him. What does Marcus Rashford do in big games? He produces. He produces. How many goals did Harry score in open play? One. The one, the one oh. header. Was oh, two. One? Technically, didn't he have the big deflection? Oh, the the, the claim it. Yeah. Technically, it's his goal. No, so, like, did he? Did he have? Did he have the best tournament? Or you're saying the service? It's the way England plays. It's the way England plays. It's functional. The, I'm not, the yeah, penalties. The, header, the close on header, which is a good header. It was yeah. a good header. It was yeah, a free two header. Close on headers, and then he had the deflection, and then the two penalties. I think it's a fun. It's a matter of function. England set themselves up to be very organised at set pieces and exploit, or rather, and Stones nearly got the goal yeah. in extra time to win it. Yeah, from a set piece, a brilliant header. That's why you have someone. On the post, oh. Ashley Young had been taking all of the the. I have set no pieces. idea why Ashley Young takes a set piece. I don't. I don't understand that. But the, yeah, the minute no Trippier idea. takes one, it yeah. Trippier's got really good dead ball delivery. Yeah, I don't understand why Ashley Young. Even at United, Ashley Young takes far too many. When Ashley dead Young balls. arrived at just United, maybe he's he was the, pretty good. Maybe because he's the senior in the team, maybe. he just takes that maybe. responsibility on board. I'm not sure, but but either way, when they were trying to then push in the last ten minutes to get that goal back, near the Young. Or Trippier on the pitch. Yeah. Mm. And so, and there was no quality going into the box. No, they were, yeah, well, they even, were tired. There was, like, it's a really little moment. And I feel bad for, you know, singling out the player, but even for the last free kick, there was a guy on the edge of the box who was on a better angle to clip the ball to the back post. Yep. And it's just little, little things like that. You sit there and go, hopefully, you learn from that the next tournament. You're more experienced, you're more exposed. So, look, England should be pretty happy. I, I will say one thing before we do move on to France. <clears throat> yes. I thought to myself, if England win, Badiol and Skinner and the Lightning Seeds would be insane <laughs> not to do a revival and release it on Saturday. Mm. Yep. They, they would be. They would have been insane. Would have been number one on the iTunes. And don't don't cash in. Like say we're going to England. The English FA probably have a charity partner. Yeah. Say we're going to all proceeds go to whatever that charity partner is. Mm-hmm. But imagine that saying, we've got a new one, we'll obviously revive the lyrics and it's about the new team and whatever. Mm. And it would have just, like, we needed to, and I hope they do, we won't, or maybe we'll know eventually, but they needed to really embrace it and I really hope they did. And that would have, mm. imagine that on Saturday. Oh, that would be amazing. They just mm. drop it out of, like Beyonce style when she drops all those albums no one's heard of. Going back to Croatia and, and moving into the finals, obviously they're a nation, a very small nation of, of four million people. Is it something we should we talk about now, I suppose, in terms of them being able to produce the talent to but get to this it, level people versus... People have been talking about this, and I don't... People have been talking about it on Australian Talkback Radio, and I don't understand why. I don't understand that they're, they're, they're a country with the infrastructure, culturally, technically, they play football. It's their number one sport. They play football. There, I presume. Yeah. Yep. There's no competition for football. Hmm. Well, they probably play a fucking handball or something. Yeah. But yep. it's like... Basketball been, as well, mate. Even as, you know, Yugoslavia and, and broader, that Eastern Bloc thing, they play football. They've always I, played I, football. I understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying... I know and they've always and they've what, always produced we, they've always produced good players. Can't, we can't produce. Correct. I'm not saying we're 26 million. We should be making World Cup finals, right? What Croatia have done is is remarkable. But yeah, and you picked them. Where as a, I'm as disappointing a, is disappointed is for 26 million. We can't actually produce an 11. Yeah. Well, why know? can't India do it then? 
That's also a disgrace. Why can't China, China. do it? Because they don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the cultural grounding of the game that's been there for generation after generation after generation. They don't have it. But how can you not have 11 players in a billion? You can't find 11. Well, half of them are women. Okay. So the women's team should... <laughs> Jeez, listen. 11 in 500 down. million... Sure, uh, eleven very mate, good players in five hundred million. India, people. India can't even assemble the world's best fucking cricket team. That's all they do. Mm. It's play cricket. They can't even put together like eight, mm. let alone eleven. It's just so maybe it's not a, a, a non-point. Maybe it's yeah. Just, look, I, look it's, it's an interesting point only because I've heard it spoken about quite a bit today. Yeah, that's and, why I brought it up. Just and, for and people like but, Americans talked about it as well, and okay. they're the same. They're probably a little bit further along than we are. They're they're, they're much further, much yeah, further along. Let's not kid ourselves. We'd like to. And we all get behind our country and we support it and we all want Australia to do well. Of course. Mate, we are nowhere near America when it comes to well, like football. Well, we played we them. When did we, we played them, was it before the 2014 World Cup and they beat us comfortably? Yeah. Like it was a bit mm. of a marker, like we should be sort of around near about this team. We should be mm. sort of a little bit like England and Croatia. It's like we're a bit of a 50-50 and they were far too good. Mm. Football's a game where you And that you was with Josie Eltador. Can I tell a story Jeez. about Josie Eltador? ESPN, Please. ESPN, Josie Altidore. Is this the rant? Is this the, the guy who did the rant? Uh, who? No, 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 that was... Uh, Taylor Twelman? Lexi, Lexi... Uh, Alexi Lalas. Lalas went off on the, Josie Altidore. Does he still have the crazy hair? It's red hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josie Altidore played for Hull, unremarkable player generally, like didn't, doesn't... <laughs> unremarkable. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have you know, a, a great skill set. To shout be honest, to, he's a yep. shout out to Josie. Um, he, he doesn't seem to do anything particularly well. Did you listen to this podcast? He played, we do have six listeners in America, okay. according to the stats. <laughs> Look, well, we've got more chance of Josie Altador listening to this podcast <laughs> than Australia have of getting 11. <laughs> <laughs> That's so saying something. Class so 11. so Josie Altador, I think he played for Hull and he's played for a few different MLS teams and whatever. ESPN FC went through a period where that every article on their website was about Josie Altador. It was ridiculous. It was laughable. You, ESPN FC would put out a tweet and you're like, oh, it's some update about the USMNT. I always think about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I see that. Uh, yeah. US yeah. men's national team. Um, and every article was about Josie Altador. Jeez. And I'm thinking, is this guy, is he like the big wig? Is he the new Landon Donovan? Not even the big wig. No. Pure no. Is the, is this the, this was this was probably right on the the lip of Pulisic coming, yeah. and they were just every article was about this guy, and he was shit. He was offering nothing, <laughs> and I don't understand why he was getting. Yeah. Oh my oh, god, well, it's making me angry even yeah, thinking about well, it now. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Well, Australia was playing. Did you go on Twitter? I'm pretty sure you would have. Mm. Um, every tweet was about who? Yeah, Daniel Arzani and Tim Cahill. Now Correct. I'm not calling them shit, but right now at this point of their career. One's cooked and one's one a kid. Is, one is done. All right, so we effectively do the same thing. So we're hanging our hat on those We're hanging two. our hat on, on two blows. That's true. That is true. That is true. But, jeez, it's just like, wow. Hmm. Josie Altador. All the players. <laughs> Who was the guy on um, FIFA? Like young... Freddie Adu. Yeah, Freddie Adu. The young African-American He was meant to be the next big thing. He trialled at Manchester United. Nike Nike signed him up. Nike signed him up really like 16 or something. And I think he trialed at a few different clubs and they're all like, this guy can't play. This guy's, Here's a question for like, you. This guy's terrible. Yeah, he faded. Who was quick, better? Dong Fang Zhou or okay, Freddie Okay, I'll give you the top three. Oh, jeez. Dong Fang Zhou. <laughs> <laughs> 
Freddie Adu or Bebe? Oh, Bebe. Who's the worst out of those three? I didn't see a whole lot of Dong Fang Zhu in action. <laughs> we signed a bloke purely to market to China. Yeah, Chinese people bought the shirts that said Fang Zhou on it, and they were like, who's this dude? And then you shipped him out, did you? I think he just did a lot of reserves football. Okay. Oh, he's played the most. He's like... <laughs> like I remember this The bloke. story about Bebe, remember that story when it came out? It was like, we've signed a homeless man. Jeez. Oh, he was Shit. the only player we've signed... Off no vision. He like was a scout. Said uh, he was this playing, guy can play. He was playing gone. Like, How much? No, 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 no. This was the deal. The deal was he was a payoff to Jorge Mendez, and he was the he was the make weight, the payoff to Jorge Mendez. Surprised you're not just going rocking the George Mendez, but well, his name's Jorge. How was uh, Quinton Fortune? Uh, it was okay. I will never forgive Quinton Fortune for one moment. We're playing AC Milan in a knockout tie in the Champions League. Mm. And uh, I think we lost the first leg at home in the second leg. This might have been like 0-4-5. We weren't very good, maybe 0-5. <laughs> and Quinton Fortune missed a goal I would score. He missed Jeez. like a relatively good opportunity. I remember thinking right there, you know, like you go to the football and you're sitting there going, you're done. Mm. You could but- score the greatest goal of all games, but you, you're dead to me. The Quinton. joke is obviously he's earning a fortune on the bench, but... Yeah, that's terrible. I'll get back to a worse goal than that. And I, I remember that, or worse chance or missed goal. But Quinton Fortune is, is it another part Quentin of an Fortune illustrious moment? crew of United players who were really never that good. Eric Jemba Jemba. Who Jemba Jemba. now work for MUTV. Oh, no. Um, don't. Uh, <laughs> you know. Bo, 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 Bo <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> so we got some. Honestly, I love United. And I, I, I would say I'm pretty knowledgeable. I never heard of this bloke. You know who they got on next week? Luke Chadwick. Jesus. The MUTV presenters who are ex-players are all hacks, except for... David May. (laughs) David May wasn't great. David May wasn't great, but he was like multiple... His highlight is standing on... Celebrating the win that he didn't have any part in. When we're on the podium collecting the Champions League, Mm. he, he hasn't played a minute, stands on the stand that the the trophy sat on. And he's the highest bloke actually, in all the photos. He all you ruins see is the David photo. May. He ruins the photo because you have to crop it so much higher to fit him in. Oh, you're kidding! But uh, Dennis Irwin's the only player on MUTV who's who's decent. Yeah, Dennis Irwin's not bad. Uh, Paddy Coran had a good career. Yeah, I'm not something talking about it. Paddy's legitimate. <clears throat> he's crazy. Hmm. Um, but we'll move on to to France now. Um, and yeah. obviously, I think they've they from a long way out. They kind of look. Probably the most convincing of the bigger teams. Getting better as the tournament goes on. Yeah, yeah. they look the most convincing, and they've made their way to the final. I think. How good were we? We scored against them. How good were we? Uh, I had a feeling that we were going to be those type of comparisons. No. But... How, how yeah. poor are Belgium? They can't oh. even score. We scored. Yeah, sick, sick. Belgium. Will Belgium be remembered? Will this Belgium team, a little bit like the England teams of the early two thousand, late late nineties, early two thousand, mid two thousand, mm. will they be remembered as this? The sum of your parts. You didn't equal the sum of your parts. You are better than what you showed us. They are exactly like the England teams of, say, 2002. Yeah. And yeah. Because, yeah. and you're going to probably say I'm crazy, they've got names, but they are overrated. Now, yes, you've got oh, your... Yeah. You've got oh, wow. your... No, no. You've got your <laughs> Hazards and your De Bruyne's and Lukaku, who's... He's been fantastic. De Bruyne has no, I'm been... Not, not disputing that. And those England sides had them as well. Right, but you had also other players who had names. You're talking about, you talking about Axel Witzel, right? Oh, there's a couple of players. Who's in, that? Mario Fellaini. Him and Carrasco. They they they're playing in China. I'm sorry, if you're playing in China, that's like the superannuation. Mate, league. don't blame them for just wanting to make a 
Correct, living. Yeah. No, I'm just saying they're a good team and they've got names. I'd go do this podcast in China for, you know, <laughs> whatever they want to pay me. Toby <laughs> Alderweireld and Jan Vertonghen are hardly Nestor and Cannavaro. Well, we're about to trade Martial for one of them. Well, they're, they're not know, hacks either. When we're upgrading on Phil Jones. Phil. So what I'm saying is, yeah, they've got the names, but are they really that good? No, they're not as good as France. If you go player for player against France, they're not better than France. Jeez, I don't know, man. They're the best Belgian assembled side I ever. They're pretty good. 2006 mm. Australia. That's the best side we've ever assembled. Doesn't mean it's world class. It's just our best side. This is Belgium's best side. I reckon this is a very, very, and I think very they achieved good team. what they had to. Mm. Quarterfinal, semi-final, minimum. Going on to win it. Well, mate, that's a little bit like you talk about AFL premiers. It's like only one team can win the thing. Yes. So it's sort of like when you when you're saying, well, everyone who doesn't win it's a failure. Did it, come, did it come down a bit to the way Belgium were, were structured and coached? I think hmm. they've been well-structured throughout the tournament. Hmm. But all of a sudden, Moussa Dembele, who hasn't got a game, comes in at the semi-final hmm. out of nowhere. Hmm. And then when they need the goal, Mertens comes on. I agree with that move. They're sending balls into the box. Hmm. Right? They've gone, as I, I think I put it out in the text, they've gone the full Mourinho. They've gone with the aerial long, threat. Long balls to Fellaini. Mm. And then pulled him and off. And then pulled Fellaini off. Mm. What did they do to him, sorry? Yeah, sorry. What? <laughs> Brett Ratton pulled Favoli off half time, <laughs> I think is the famous quote. That'd make... It was actually... I remember... There was Don't a, do that. There was a story, some Man City, you know, Man City legend of the 60s um, told a story. He's a bit of a lad. Like, he's a bit... Even... I saw him tell this story on a fantastic show called Football Matters that ran on Satanta Sports before Satanta Sports went bankrupt. Mm. Didn't they have one tournament? And I couldn't... uh, Yeah, maybe. Euro... One of the Euros. Euro 2008, maybe. And after that, they were nothing. Clearly, they expanded too quickly. But there was this great story, this guy, Man City legend, he was on this show, and he was telling a funny story, a bit like a sportsman's night thing, about how he had one cap for England under Alf Ramsey. Legendary Alf Ramsey. Sir Alf Ramsey. Sir Alf. And they're asking him about Alf and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, look, Elf probably didn't have a, a much of a liking for me. Um, you know, we sit there, we're playing, whoever they were playing, someone in a friendly, we're in the dressing rooms at Wembley and we're ready to go out. And Elf's reading the riot act before the match and he, he points to me and says, um, yeah, if you're not pulling your weight, I'm, he goes, I'm going to pull you off at half time." <laughs> and he goes, and, and apparently the legend goes that he quipped, said, man, see, we just get an orange slice and a cup of tea. <laughs> and uh, apparently, apparently Elf, um, he was very dry and apparently Elf didn't uh, see the humour and he never played for England again. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name, but it was, it was really good. The show was, this show Funny. was excellent. Excellent. And I would happily rip it off for AFL. <laughs> Shamelessly. Yeah. Yep, France. Many more. Oh, France? yeah, we're on France. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, at the start of that that game, seeing the, the pace from Mbappe, it was he's electric, crazy. Wow, pace. I like to see him when he's twenty six, twenty seven. You keep saying this, but he's not. He's, he's 19, eighteen. Or nineteen. He's got a bit of the nineteen, eighteen. Young Giggsy, Michael Owen, good players. Mm. Are you worried about his hamstrings? I'm just worried that when he loses his pace, what's his next trick? Now Giggsy evolved. Michael Owen didn't. He's got skills as well, yeah. like Michael the little flicks a good things footballer. that he's got. He, he dropped from being a superstar to a good footballer when he was no longer outrunning everybody. Even Torres was like that. Mm. Yeah, Fernando. Torres was excellent. And then when his hamstrings went, he was really average. 
He'll probably just, I mean, he'll just evolve his game, won't he? I suppose, based on the experience, he'll just be in the right spots at the right times as opposed have, to having the pace to get there. But look, I'm trying Jeez, to analyse his career. Keep right cool. now, he can, right, he can, right now he calls me is. Johnny Raincloud. We're sitting here looking at one of the most exciting 18-year-old talents of all time and Fab's like, just wait eight years, he'll be shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, look, in this tournament, it was good. His, his flick was magic for... Uh, magic. Your your man Olivier, yeah, didn't finish it. But um, Olivier Giroud's a weird player. Why does he keep he keeps getting really high profile gigs? That, like, when we did the preview, I said France have got no one up top playing that traditional number nine. I say Lacazette would have would have nailed that that chance. Lacazette he would have been onto that. I oh, know that's what I'm saying. Like I reckon Lacazette's no good. No, I reckon he's great. But I think the jury's out. I think the jury's out. I think. I think he paid fifty th- million pounds for. a Aubameyang is going to make that's him. pretty harsh. We haven't seen Lacazette in a... Snood. In a... What's it called? Snood. Snood. Yeah. You just wait. I think Alex Ferguson um, banned them. <laughs> I think that's no lie. I think he genuinely... Like, Arsenal started wearing them. I mean, Arsenal players would wear gloves and yeah. Katmandu jackets with the green lining at Henri training. Would, Henri would wear the, wear and the gloves. They, but they'd be fully, like, mummified. We should in talk this winter clothing, and they'd all be wearing snoods. And apparently, Fergie obviously United train further up north. He was like, "You're not wearing that shit." It's <laughs> shirts for skins training <laughs> in the middle of February. We should talk about uh, Thierry Henry. Um, so Thierry, the uh, what do I call him? The double agent. The, du- the, the double, double agent. agent. The happiest he- man on the Belgian bench. And uh, <laughs> Titty got that uh, got that header. Mm. And. While we're sitting there, we're analysing Belgium. I oh, have they failed? Blah blah blah. They've lost one nil. They lost one nil to a set piece, which was a good header. It was a great flick on header. Yep. Not saving that. Um, but that's it. France didn't really create that many opportunities. No, and the game was theirs. The game, a little, to be honest, a little bit like England in the sense that they sat there and go, "We're pretty comfortable." Yep, we're pretty comfortable. We we can we can dictate things. And but they obviously just did it. And I think Belgium better. had the first half. Yeah. Yep. You yep. Know, apart from. I think it was the uh, the Pavard run. He is the Fabio Grosso of this World Cup. Pavard. What? He's an asshole. No, he's, he's playing. <laughs> he's playing really good football. Going break in, out, jo- a, joining a the out. attack, scoring goals, and then yeah. after this tournament, you'll go. Who, the hell's who that was guy? that bloke for France? Yeah, he's having a bit <laughs> so, of a break. I could totally him. imagine him. The um, no pressure on him. Just, have, you, have you been to Paris, Alex? I have. Yeah. You, have you fab? No. No. You know, like when you were there, I've been yeah. a, a couple of times. Were you there? Were there just like lots of go- like weird, like prototypical French dudes? Yeah, like just leaning yeah. against walls, smoking cigarettes. Yep, yep. everywhere. Yep. Yeah, they in blue and white striped. No, they weren't in the Maronare um, shirt. No, okay. the Jean Paul Gaultier special. Yes. No, they weren't. <laughs> a lot of lot of uh, like leather jackets. Yep, and they're all standing what around a, smoking a- darts. They love their baguettes. Oh well, yeah, and it's it just funny watching the like these big burly sort of tradie French guys just eating like a delicate baguette. Like you see the it's Aussie a, tradies, you, know, you see it in meat pies and stuff. Tradies can get to life. You see it in um, you know they, like they all the classic movies. They're generally carrying around mm. in little white bags baguettes. Yeah, they're obviously just not they're baguettes with filling. Not always. Yeah, of no, not always. Sometimes there's a classic French stick. And which which sometimes bread. I just cut up and butter and eat on its own. There you go. Cut if, up. If, if it's fresh. Oh, yeah, fresh. I'll go yeah, through very good. I will go through the stick. Do you know very, what I love? You've got good. all these exotic foods, everything in the world, right? But sometimes the best thing you can fresh ever have bread. is fresh warm bread and yeah. some butter. Thick cut. 
thick cut. Don't give me any of that fucking sandwich slice oh. shit. Who buys it? Seriously, who, who, who buys it? Why, why is the cutter even configured to make yeah. sandwich slice? <sighs> oh, we can get, you know, seven more slices out of this loaf. I don't want I don't want. I want. I want it to be two slices. <laughs> I want it thick. I don't go through the whole loaf anyway. If it was up to me, I'd just eat it with my hand. I'd put, punch my hand into the loaf. <laughs> Would you butter in between two pieces of sandwich bread to make one? So you'd have like... No, bread, no, no, butter, no. bread, then your normal sandwich filling, bread, butter, bread. No, it weighs in what butter both sides of the bread. So you're kind of sticking them together with butter to make like a thicker. Yeah, I butter, bo- I butter both sides. No, he's saying he, he's like he's like he's saying it like he's making a brick wall. He's using oh. the like yep. mortar. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that's madness. Do you butter it the sounds inside like of a toasted cheese sandwich before you toast it? Yes. Yeah. Do you absolutely. butter the outside? Well, yeah, you, that's that's how you get the flavour. It's the taste so you're explosion. You're buttering both sides of the bread. Yeah, but I'm toasting something. Oh, oh, oh no, you don't necessarily butter the outside because that might stick to the griddle. I think you have to butter the outside. No, but like you don't like butter it, butter it. You like you have to you put some sort of like non-stick stuff on it. Both of that shit, you put butter. But I'm saying on the inside, you've got cheese. Do you really need more butter on the inside of that? I do like butter, and I don't understand Americans. When they have their, what they call grilled cheese, they do it in a fry pan. Yeah, it's weird. Yep. Like, have I they never heard of a Breville? Or whatever they call, what's sandwich the... Sandwich press. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a Jaffel, a Jaffel maker. Jaffel maker, that's the one. I'm gonna they're make, I'm, they're I'm not gonna, calling it a Jaffel maker. I'm gonna go, I reckon I'm going to go home and make a spaghetti Jaffel. A spaghetti Jaffel. Don't tell me it's the spaghetti's coming out of a tin. Yeah, Don't, out of a tin straight into the Jaffel maker. Where, where am I getting the spaghetti from if it's not from a tin? Fab's outraged. Do you want me to call my mum? She'll make you something. Just go pick it up and then... You seriously have spaghetti out of a tin. Yeah. We've we've diverged a lot. We have, significantly. Yeah. Uh, I think we're sort of... I ra- can't move on from we're that. wrapped up. What do you mean? Spaghetti out of a tin. Where the fuck else am I meant to get the spaghetti on short notice when I feel like a spaghetti jaffle? I don't have a tree at the back that's fucking growing penne. Hand to God, never eaten spaghetti out of a tin. Never eaten baked beans. Ollie, I like baked beans. Have you, you eaten baked beans? I have eaten baked beans. Well, I went through a I went through a, a period of austerity where I was saving. I was not having it every night. I was, I've I, had I went, it before. No, I went through a period of austerity where I was eating a lot of beans. <laughs> Why? I was saving. Okay. Mm. And they were on sale. They were very cost effective. Moving on. Um, Moving on. Just before we move off to on from the World Cup to football, oh, we're going to preview the final. Preview well, yeah, the final. Um, look, it's it's it's, it's a one off game. Um, I think that France, most people would, would fairly comfortably back France. I think most people would fairly confidently go, look, France, yeah. The heart, the, sorry, the head tells you France, but Croatia just seemed to be getting results. Can I be They're grinding it out? Can yeah. I be Johnny Raincloud? Floodgates could open, though. Yeah. I, f- I feel that, yeah, Croatia having played that, uh, that much game, I suppose, with those extra times, it, it might catch up. To, it should catch up mm. to them mm-hmm. at some point. So, and with the pace. You know, attacking guys like Lovren at the oh back. Oh God, this could that that um, could be a that could be a nightmare. Yeah, it could be that difficult. Could be a horror for film. Them. I know Lovren. I think I saw an article today. He's you know hit back a little bit at the critics of him, sort of to say that you know we've made it to the final. I've sort of proved myself a bit. Um, we'll see how it goes. I suppose. Why do the, players feel the need to to say shit like that? I always wonder sometimes. Like, don't say anything, mate. Mm. Well, he's obviously f- feeling a bit of pressure. From, I understand people, that, but, but it's like because the worst thing that can happen is you'll make a fool of yourself, and they'll be like, you know, yeah, we knew this was coming. Ammunition. 
I'll just shut you're up. Giving, you're giving him some more yeah. ammunition. But if it's any time for him to celebrate, it's now you know, I understand going, completely. going into the final. They did a really good job. While we're on... Speaking little- about celebrating, going, you've seen the Roy Keane footage in the... Uh, I, look, I, I in the think BBC it's, studios. It's, it's classic. You basically, uh, told everyone you, you, you went too early in the celebration. Route. Yeah, you're planning the parades and all this stuff. <laughs> and Ian Wright's just trying to tell him, "Nah, well, I think that that's part you're of just the being issue, happy." Goes, yeah, oh, but that's, that's Roy. That's but that's Roy. And I think that whilst I do find it amusing, at the same time I sit there and go, like we spoke about earlier, you're missing the point, Roy. Mm. He's Irish, mate. You're missing the point. You're looking. You're looking at it win loss. You're looking at the the result in isolation, which is absolutely vital. But don't forget, this is Roy Keane, the man that 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 Sayama, that Sayama the story when he left the Irish camp in because they didn't have fish and pasta. No, he left because he, he goes. It was like it's an absolute shambles. He turned up and there were no footballs and like the pitches were a disgrace and they hadn't scouted the venue and he was just like he was like this is this is a disgrace. Yeah. He's gone from. It's like when you bought Di Maria and, and then you sent him to play FA Cup games and like. No, we sent Di Maria to play FA Cup games because he was a heartless squib. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even an FA Cup game. It was a. Yeah, um, no idea. No idea where he was. It was a League Cup game. It was Yovel. Oh, and he's Cup. like, I've come from playing at the Bernabeu in front of. When he started, he looked like the best player on the planet. That he, goal against chip, Leicester. His chip against Leicester was ridiculous. Yep. And I remember watching that game and I went. We're going to win the league. Five minutes after I said in my head, we're going to win the league. I've never forgiven Leicester for this. It's just, I've never forgiven the ref. Oh, my God. His goal in the World Cup was was quite nice. Oh, beautiful. A beautiful player, but he just, he was um, just seriously, mate. You got mm-hmm. get yourself a heart. <laughs> Honestly. I hate saying it. I, I genuinely do. I'm not saying it for shits and gigs, but it's like, mate, you, you packed it in. Yep. We're not set up to have audio you're, grabs you're playing from, one from of the, previous podcasts. Yeah. But uh, the, do we want to go on who, what your... Oh, yeah, here we who, go. Who your selections were for the World Cup? And I may, said, maybe even your dark horse? I said Germany. I think I said Belgium was the other one. I no, said... We, we didn't accept Belgium as a dark horse. I said... It's um, one of the tournament favourites. I said... Uh, um, who did I say? I said that uh, Suarez would win the Golden Booty was terrible. I said Brazil would win it. And I said my dark horse, even though it's not very dark, but England. Yeah. Uh, and... Golden Boot was Neymar, so terrible. So Golden Boot, we've all failed because I had Neymar as well. Yep. I'll just remind everyone that my dark horse was Croatia (laughs) and my tip was France. So I'm winning something. You're doing well. I'm doing well. So So I'm picking picking France as well, I presume. Who are you going for? Because when you watch games, you pick something. I'm going for France. France. Yep. As well. Which is very unattainable. Head and heart. But a lot of Italians won't be going for France. I just can't. I just there's something I don't like. Okay. I get I get shades of Greece in '04 with Croatia, and I don't like that. You give credit with Croatia. Uh, Croatia. Greece beat Portugal twice in Portugal to win that tournament. They're the worst tournament champions of all time. Karastayas just scoring <laughs> headers from set pieces. He came to the Premier League, didn't he? It was insufferable. Did he? Yeah, did he play for like Birmingham or someone? Can't remember. I hated that. I hated everything about that Greek march to the tri- the title. I hated it. Got to credit it. You hated the Leicester City win. I fucking hated it. <laughs> you hate underdogs winning. No, I hate. I just hate it when you know what it feels like. It feels like they dilute the championship. 
That's going to sound terrible, but it feels that does, like that does. Yeah, it feels like you look at you look at the list of winners, and you got this man. Man City team was fantastic so this year. Not f- got that great Chelsea team under Jose. It's five teams. You have got won it. but I mean, but I mean individual teams. I'm not talking about clubs, but you got like the treble winners, and you're like these are like legitimately great football teams that mm. backed it up year after year after year. Leicester won it because we were dog shit. Arsenal were dog shit. Spurs couldn't really get their act together to challenge. It was the best Spurs chance. Spurs kept falling over themselves. That was the best chance Spurs left to win anything ever, and they couldn't do it. Chelsea mm. were terrible. Uh, Liverpool were ordinary. So were Man City. Everyone was ordinary. Yep. So everyone was terrible. Mm. And they just sort of they they Stephen Bradbury'd their way. Guess who's back to the title? Johnny Rainclair's back. Johnny, yeah, that's what it. about Blackburn? It's gone on a rant. They bought it. They had, you know the SAS. They were not a bad team. Um, and West Ham helped them no end. Cool. On so the last day. I think we so we've got our tips in for the final. What about the? Oh, sorry, go on. Third place game. Is that Third, what yeah, I was going to yeah. go. I think Belgium. Is it going to be a that. game, or is it? No. Nah, or I are think they it, going to play the players who really haven't had a run in the World Cup? Before, hold on. Before we go to the third place, who do you think is going to score in that final? I think France it'll be three. Croatia? I think it'll be three-one to France. Okay. I think Zidane will score two, and Emmanuel Petit <laughs> will get the third late on. No, no. I, I think. Um, I wonder I, if someone will have. Convulsions before the game for Croatia, yeah, Modric, like Ronaldo did in '98, and then the Nike execs will break into the hotel and weekend at Bernie style. They'll prop him up <laughs> out on the pitch and they'll say, "There's no way this guy's not playing." Pogba scores in the final. I think Griezmann will score. Yep. I think Kylian Mbappe will score. I honestly think it's either going to be real tight or a blowout, or a blowout. As Euro, in, when I say real tight, as in like Croatia could nick it. Like you, mm. you think in Euro 2012 style, or. Oh, yeah. Mercy. Whoa. Do you know what? I'll tell you a story about Euro 2012. Please do. Yeah. Obviously, Spain have beaten Italy 4-0 in the final. <laughs> it was messy. Right. Yeah. There were that many goals that extra time was like six minutes. And Casillas goes to the ref. Like, we're 4-0 up. Don't play six minutes of extra time. Show some respect for the opposition. Because we might score again. And I love this footage of him behind the goals. And Casillas literally leaves the goals. And tries to find the ref to say, mate, you're not playing six minutes. Just end it. <laughs> Just end put, it them, put them out of their misery. So I can't believe they put up six minutes, but that was horrible. They do shit like that. Even Sorry to digress. But even yeah. this morning with the England game. I was just going to say. Then they, they needed to Four be, minutes. There needed to be probably another two. Easily. Minimum, minimum. Easily. And then when we were in extra time, there probably needed to be another two again. Oh, I was talking about the end of extra time. That was four minutes. Oh, and the, referee, was on the, the referee should have let it go. But for this is time. little things. This is things that annoy me. I think I might have said this on the text message. The end of the first half, it could be four. Go- it could be two all. It could have been a sending off. There could be two substitutions. One minute. The referee would go one minute. <laughs> In the second half, it could just be there could be no stoppages, no four substitution. Minutes. We go give you five. Let's let's run five this one out. Five seemed to be this this standard throughout this World Cup. Five minutes. Mm. Five in the, minutes. In the, in the Premier League, it's three or four. Three or and four. when I thought that. At the end of extra time, when there was a lot of rolling around, that, oh, it'll be the standard five, maybe they'll add a, a minute, maybe six. Four. I was like, what's going why on don't they here? Just, Fab, you might, why don't they just stop the clock? Why doesn't the referee just have the like the centralised clock and he just stops the clock? This The game is not happening. You're mm. on the ground. The clock is stopped. Correct. It would and stop all of this. And it's stopped until you get up. Yeah. Even at the end of the... I don't know. The oh, France game, there was a bit of... Tradition. Bit of gamesmanship there. Mbappe, you know. Oh, Mbappe was horrible. Yeah, at the end of he it. He did that twice. He did, he did that in the quarterfinal as well. Yeah. Okay. Kicking the ball away. and Yeah, just sort of hold on to it. Get, you know, telling people to get lost when he's taking the free before, kick before or the corner to, or before whatever. Before we move on to World Football, I was at Old Trafford one night. We were playing Spurs. 
unfortunately we lost. And not a very good omen. Have you seen I'm us terrible. win? Yeah, I've seen us win. Sarah beat Arsenal, Swansea, and uh, recently Huddersfield. Oh, I've, wow. I think I'm three and four. I think I'm three wins, four losses. Don't go. Um, but uh, one of the last, with the Spurs game, we lost, unfortunately. Spurs brought on a very young Harry Kane right at the end of the game, just as a time-wasting sub. Mm. And Harry received a, a yellow card for... He, he would have been 40 yards from goal, and he was offside, but he was deliberately offside. And then rather than just leave the ball or nudge the ball away, he punted it into the crowd. <laughs> he was basically in the middle of the pitch, and he That's punted great. the ball into the crowd. I'm, I've never been so apoplectic with rage. I was like, who the fuck is that? It's Harry Kane, the Arsenal supporter. And then someone oh. found later on, I was like, generally I remember it. I remember Harry Kane. I remember going, oh, you fucking nobody. Who's this dickhead? <laughs> He's the best striker in the He's Premier. He's a very good striker. Um, so now on to you, one more about No, him. I was going to say, in, so in the France-Croatia game, I'm going for a 1-0 France okay. victory. I'm going to say Giroud's going to score a header. Oh, fucking hell. He doesn't play for Arsenal anymore, mate. 4-0. Wow, 4-0. I, I, 3-1 for me. Like like it's fl- I reckon it's floodgates. You chase World Cup finals. You have to. You don't mm. go, oh, yeah, it's not our day. 2-0, we'll accept that. No. Mm. 2-0, you push. You cop a third, you push. Mm. That's the game. Remember the game against City? Yeah. Like, Why would we pushing that? This is a league game. And, like, City were just better than us. Mm. We scored late. It was 3-1. Darren Fletcher scored a beautiful goal. Like, and then we were like, let's get two more. And they scored <laughs> yeah. three. It was like 6-1. Da- like da- like, David De Gea was going, what are we doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's like... A bit four, of support, at boys. Four one, at 4-1, do we go, okay, it's not our day? No. We'll no. Push. 5-1. Okay, it's 5-1. It's not our day. We'll go for it. We'll push. All out attack. Let's make some subs. Let's pull one back. Let's take off a keeper and put on put on a deep pad forward yeah. forward. All out attack. Out. I remember watching that going. What the hell? What are you doing? <sighs> We're going to move on now to world football. Fab. What's the biggest story in world football? Alex has given me the, the. Oh, I was going to say third place. I don't care about third, third place. place I don't know if it's going to be a real game or no. if they're going to play reserves. No, I think. It's I just a, hope. I hope they. You don't think have, it's a good. I hope it's a great game. You don't I think, think it's, it's a good opportunity for one of those teams to say, "Oh, we've we've made it." You know, onto the onto the podium and yeah. sort no, of thing, and I know it means nothing, but at least they can, you know, they look back on it and they've got their name. Unless, if you want a medal, there. If you want a medal, but who won third place four years ago? Okay, yeah, point made. No but idea. genuinely got no idea. The only time I remember a third place winner is if you're emotionally involved. Yeah, mm. 1990. I, I can tell you who came third in 1990. Mm. That's it. Italy. You'll remember it for a little they bit. They beat England. They did. Because England was spent, like, emotionally. They didn't care. Um, But moving on, in world football, the only story, the biggest story, the one story. Fab, what was it? I didn't didn't get a lot of press, this one. I don't know. Maybe it was transfer news. I think it was Ronaldo to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. (laughs) Golden State had maxed out their cap. (laughs) Another one. Yeah, now, Ronaldo to to my boys. How do you say it? You say it every week, Sean. Say it. (laughs) Juventus. No. Juve. Juve. Yeah. Juve. Great, great, great bit of uh, work Juve by... or Juve? What's ve? There's no ve. Juve. Ve. Juve. 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 So, I think it's it's an interesting one. I mean, I paid, what, 99 million? Yeah, around, so we'll say, we'll, we'll round that off. It's 100 million, which... 100 million euros or pounds? I've got to hear 105 million pounds. 105 million euros. euros which would Euro. be... Yeah, there are thereabouts. So, over four years. Over four years at 30 mil a year wow. yep. in salary. Will he see those four years out? 
you'll see them out. Will he be effective in years three and four? Probably not. But they're there. I can say our. Our aim is to win the Champions League. Yeah. So yep. uh, Iguain won't be there. So uh, you think, I think, and think he spearheads that attack, I presume. Yeah. Him and Marata together will play well. Mm. I think Juve, um, I think they're a little bit like United in the sense they look at the European Cups and think we don't have enough. Yeah. For a club of our stature, we United's got three, Juve has two. And I think yeah. they look at that and go, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Take away the last decade and Juve are one of the biggest clubs on the planet. But their decline, obviously, the um, what was the what was the cheating scandal called? Oh, the one in 2006. Yeah. It eludes me at the moment. Cut to, so cut to, You said this before. It's not cut to natural. That's a tactic. Oh, Kelsiopoli. <laughs> Kel- Kelsio, is that what it is? It was the Kelsio, was that? Oh, that's the best. That's what it is, wasn't it? Kelsio something? C-A-L-C-I-O. soccer. Yeah, but it was like whatever, scandal. You're talking about calcium or something. No, but that's what it was, wasn't it? Yes, correct. So, I mean, that whole thing, and you can chart the decline of Italian football with that, Juve went yeah. down to Serie B, yeah, and and with, with, with a points deduction, and with it, and still won the title. Still, yeah, but with it, the, the, the Italian league hasn't recovered from that. This will no. this will get them to that. That's what you're saying. Yeah, and this is, I think, a, a, cal- a, to, a calculated back to good. Thing. I thought you were going to try and pronounce culture again. I sort of half did. Um, I think uh, Syria, the the. What's the what's the Italian FA called? What are they? Are they just the Italian FA? The FIGC. Yeah, I, I, they, I think they would be wrapped. La Federazione. La Federazione of Cheats. The Federation. They need to bring back some games on SBS. Of Syria. Syria with uh, that was, that Tony, was like, Tony Palumbo. That was oh, like, Tony where Palumbo. is Tony Palumbo? Tony, I, t- I, don't I don't know, know if Tony Palumbo is alive, but Tony Palumbo was this, so pessimistic. Was so pessimistic. <laughs> he would drill an Italian team pre-game, and then after it, he'd just be full of praise. Like Tony, no, you weren't on board before the game. Don't jump on board now. That that was my childhood. There's no mesh. There's there's me, there's yeah, no mesh. Tony totally Palumbo being dead. So okay. I, I, Is there any mention of Tony Palumbo being alive? Yeah, sport with Tony Palumbo. Oh, um, is he? Tony Palumbo talks about football, tennis, and MotoGP. I assume he only talks about the clay court season. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, it's, it's a sidebar. It's huge, it's huge for the league. Huge for the yeah, league, huge. massive. And huge. because it is, it's starting to become. It's very German in the sense that there's a dominant team. Yeah, and everyone else is kind of becoming feeder clubs for the like the young talent in Serie A is ridiculous. And I'm not just talking Italians. Actually, there's not a lot of young Italian talent, but the South American talent seem to be flowing mm, through. Making their way through. Yeah. So, Maybe that's, yeah. I mean, and that's probably good for them and, and good for the league, really. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting move. It'll be, it'll be good to see how that all pans out when uh, when Ronaldo puts on the shirt and the mm. season gets going and we can see how effective he is in you know another country, another style of football. They need pieces, obviously, around him. And they're in a bit of a rebuild, so they're not... What a luxury it is to be able to rebuild in, in a relatively weak league and not be affected yeah, on the so trophy they, front. Yeah. Well, they've won seven in a row. It's ridiculous. Like Leon did that, I think. In Leon won seven in a row? At how, least. Many, how, many have Celtic, how many have Celtic won? Oh, crazy. I reckon there's like five Copper Italians in that as well. Like mm. five doubles in that seven. Which one's, it's, it's a weird, it sort of devalues it a little bit. 
uh, yeah. so often. They're all it's awesome, but by the same token, it's like you actually you know you know you're not you're not elated, you're satisfied. Hmm. You go, yep, good, we won it because we should. Yeah, yeah. you know and that's, that's excellent. I'm, it's amazing. It's brilliant. I'm waiting for our next title. Our next title will probably feel yeah, really good, better than any other title we've experienced because we've never had a layoff this long. No, we've never had four years without. Without a title. No. So, uh, and of course... Um, I, had a, I had a sidebar on uh, Serie A, which is uh, this interesting tweet that was that um, Inter Milan player has been in every World Cup final since 82. Really? Apparently. Hmm. So Perisic is in this one. Yeah. There you go. Just an interesting Name sidebar. Them. Oh, I don't have that, that detail, but this is just a... Probably pretty easy. Well, Matar- Matarazzi? Matarazzi was, would have been one of them. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, 2010. Who played in 10? Spain and uh, Spain and uh, no, Spain and so I've I've erased or oh, Netherlands. That was like a the, the dirtiest final of all time. It was yeah, like there would have been a Dutch player. It's like Street Fighter. Yep, it would have been like De Jong yep. or something. Yeah, maybe. Something interesting. But anyway, bring you back to Ronaldo. You were saying it was obviously 30 million pounds a year, yep. uh, which I think. You sent around a stat. I sent around a stat on the, you know, um, oh, the, the minutes, messages. Seconds. But yeah, you break it down. It's eighty-four pence a, a second, or ninety-five euros a second, which is like outrageous. Jesus, he's, which is, yeah. So he's earning like a dollar forty a minute a second. Yeah. Wow. Imagine how much body oil and tanning <laughs> lotion he's going to buy with that. We won't be tanning too much in uh, in Torino. Put it that way. Why not? No sun. Snow, mate. It's the Alps. In the summer? In the summer, yeah, you get good weather. Mm. Um, and then, look, the other point I want to make, I mean, Fab, I'm, we sort of touched on this and it's become a reality before we move off uh, world football. Jean-Louis Buffon yes. has moved to PSG. And this is a point I've, I've got in... They made him sit a medical. It's, what yeah, did that medical well, tell him? Well, He's an old man. They probably just wanted to make sure he doesn't have arthritis. <laughs> you have the lungs of a 90-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a, got a spastic colon. Well... Fantastic. Um, The point I'm trying to make with this is players don't just retire anymore. No. A a player doesn't just go like, we we spoke, Fab and I spoke about this off pod. Uh, Eric Cantor retired at 30. He just went, I'm done. Mm. See you later. Bjorn Borg retired. He was 26. He went, I'm done. I understand it's a different time. retired is 28. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, but these guys like I know it's it's money. That's the only thing. It's money. Correct. But now they actually like slink slowly into retirement over what feels like a decade. Mm. I don't mind Farnham. not it retiring. Jack, not retiring and going to a development league like the MLS or the A League or something. Just so you, yeah. you're spreading, effectively spreading the word of football, right? Yeah, spreading. but they do that because they're getting paid huge money. They're not doing it out yeah, of some altruistic football I mission. I don't, I don't count that as. Part of your career, they they would miss they would miss the game. They would miss that that element of the, it's of a massive part of their life, which mm. is just all of a sudden these gone. days. Players just can't seem to say goodbye. Hmm. And it, it's in a lot of sports, like a, like a Roger Federer, for example. We'll touch on briefly later. Roger Roger Federer is you're in the you're in the limelight that you know that much. I suppose plays and all less of a tournaments, but he's just he's slowly retiring. He's slowly retiring. Yeah. Just, what else is he supposed to do? Well. He's won 400 tournaments. He's been the greatest player of all time. Like Michael Jordan did it. He was probably one of the first guys to just keep going. I reckon Roger retires the minute Rafa goes, I've had enough. Maybe. Oh, thank God. I can't be caught. (laughs) He's a prick. (laughs) 
maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Because Rafa keeps winning French Opens. Maybe that's it. That's true. But yeah, it's just this thing. Leo Buffon, you would have thought at the age of 40, 17 years at Juve, a lot of titles, great regard, fantastic. Mm. What more do you have to do, mate? That's right. Just hang them up, buddy. You don't need to do anymore. You don't owe anyone anything. It's like just give it up, you know. And there's no slight on you. You've been a great player. You're great what, to the end. What's a Champions League? Oh, it's just, always about maybe it's about the way that they they finish. I mean, f- maybe for him, it, he wanted to finish. Uh, he's played. He's played in three finals. Three finals has won one. Is he a better chance at PSG? I don't think he's a better chance. If they hold on to, Who's, do you reckon um, that's the way they, they would if have? They hold on to Neymar or is, Mbappe, which I don't think they will. Well, this is further. So Ronaldo Correct. goes. Ronaldo goes. Real Madrid need a new Galactico. I so, think it was Neymar. I don't think it's Neymar anymore. I think it's Mr. Mbappe. Mm. After the yeah, after the tournament that, that Neymar had, I don't yeah. think he'd be. But I think that they, I think they would have had their heart set on Neymar. But then the tournament unfolds, blah blah blah, and I reckon they'd, they'd be sitting there going, "Why don't we just get the next big thing?" So what did you have? you had Mbappe, which is you know, you know, someone's going to Real. Okay, someone did. Hazard. Do they not get anybody? Does to me Hazard's ooh, more of a what's happening with Bale? Barcelona type. Yeah, player. Hazard's not a. But they do need to start thinking. Modric is thirty-three. Yeah, need to start thinking about. You know, they, they did it with Kadira, and that. You know, you eventually got to move him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and replace him. And I don't think Real Madrid were too perturbed by Ronaldo saying, "I want out." Well, some point. Well, they had. Well, he had a one billion dollar release clause. Like that's no joke. And they waved. Uh, he said that he wanted to leave. What and are the securities though for that? Like for both teams, because no one's going to pay a billion dollars. No. So like, does does that billion dollar release clause trigger something for Ronaldo that's above and beyond some ludicrous contract? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's just the, weird. Because details. Just, it is super weird. Why, don't, why wouldn't United just sign everyone and go? Your release clause is fifty trillion euros. In their contract. Yeah. No, because then. Just go, they wouldn't sign. No, but go. Why do they care? They're still getting paid one hundred and fifty thousand no, pounds a week. Because they also want the flexibility of this. If this turns to the shit, correct. I'm out of here. I understand that. But yeah. you sit there going a billion euros. Nothing wow. lasts forever, Sean. I understand that. You know, eighty-three weeks is a good streak. Eighty-three weeks is an excellent streak. <laughs> eighty-three weeks is a. What happened this week? Uh, they were talking about. Shit! What were they? Oh, Brian Pillman, sort of a controversial wrestler in the mid to late nineties, and he. Unfortunately, had a lot of things on the in his private life and ended up uh, he's no longer with us, Brian. But um, he was quite a good technical wrestler and he was sort of a bit of a forgotten guy now. He could have been bigger than he was, wrong place, wrong time, whatever. But uh, he was part of a tag team called the Hollywood Blondes with uh, young Stone Cold Steve Austin when Steve had hair. Really? Um, when Steve, Steve Austin had hair? Yeah, he had really wispy blonde hair right. and he was in... Uh, was WCW. He, wearing, he wasn't wearing knee wasn't braces. Ball, wasn't bald. Oh, probably born bald. He was bald. Yeah, I imagine he was born bald. <laughs> but he, he was balding at that stage. But um, sure. He, oh, jeez, it's Steve he, Austin balding. That's he, weird. he was doing an interesting thing. They um, is that pink? Yeah, that is pink. Um, they were talking. What are they talk? Uh, they got a bit on eighty three weeks where they're sponsored by this thing called Blue Chew, which is basically just Viagra. That's just what it is, Viagra. <laughs> so they all start They start talking about Blue Chew, and then Eric Bischoff, who's like a 50-year-old man, then starts talking about how he popped the Blue Chew and said sex with his wife. It's weird. I reckon Eric Bischoff's older than 50 as well. Yeah, maybe. Jeez. Maybe he is. Just before we move on, you know how they actually discovered Viagra? They were looking for it. was like something with heart, uh, I think it was blood pressure medication. Yeah, that's right. And well, they were doing clinical testing, and they were like, any side effects? And all these old guys were like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's working. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a Top Gear episode where they take some some Viagra to stop. Um, I suppose the uh, something to do with their their brains or something. They were going up altitude, high up in altitude, and they took it. And I think that relieves the effects of edema or something, pulmonary edema. So what happens when your you're brain. in altitude? Saying in the normal circumstances, not on a raging boner. What's the <laughs> what's the problem? I wonder if is anyone if everyone doing. So does, are you meaning to tell me that everyone doing Everest base camp's got a heart? No, no, I think Clarkson, you know, is a bit of a larrikin. I think it, he just sort of mentioned it that, that it's got, it, its side effects are... Altitude has anything to do with like blood pressure and stuff. Of, yeah. yeah. Controlling it in a certain area that's yeah. further south may seem They like joked that that could be their makeshift tombstone if they happen to cark it. You've heard the, uh, <laughs> the... Not to go too crass, but the Shane Crawford thing where... Is this on Triple M? No, it was on the footy show, I reckon, about 10, 12 years ago. That, you know, he Don't would undertake certain activities but wouldn't wouldn't uh, arrive at the final destination mm-hmm. as a means of building testosterone levels in his body. Oh, right. No, I think you have mentioned this to me before. So, this this sort of seems like exactly the sort of thing that would be in... That's what I do pre-podcast, effectively. Oh, yeah. 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 Didn't Turtle... No, no, he did the other one, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Johnny that? Drama. Johnny Drama, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was uh, for Five Towns. Five Towns. Uh, uh, s- still on transfers. Jesus. What have we got now? Riyad Mahrez to Manchester City. Who, Who cares, mate? He ain't getting a game. He ain't getting a game. He's not getting a game. No. If he gets a game, I'd, I'd love it. He's like, remember when they wanted to sign so him? So you're saying the City unimproved the, by, the only, by that signing? No, because he's When Geelong started recruiting all Carlton defenders. He's superfluous. Do you think I was getting worried or do you think I was saying, oh, Geelong, what are they trying to do? Build Carlton's defence, which is rubbish. Which was, at best, okay. Well, They're not building on rubbish, though. He hasn't been any good since they won the title, since Leicester won the title. Coloured his hair. He did colour it. That was awful. The bl- that bl- was the, terrible. I don't know what the, the hell black he's thinking. He, he did recover some of his like form an late. He did recover some of his form late in that season. Look, so, my... my yeah, Akamatis, okay. shout out to the guy who laid my carpet, looked... <laughs> dead ringer for Jason. <laughs> Jason Acker, man. Is Fab, that right? Fab walked up and goes, Acker? I didn't get anything from him. Pete was like, take a photo. Take a Did photo. Did he bleach the, the eyebrows? No, the guy was old. Oh, but right. he looked like Acker. He had the, the, the goatee and the white hair. Yeah. So it looked like Acker when he had the bleach blonde. Yeah, and I'm telling Pete. But Aka, did Acker always have? He didn't bleach the eyebrows to go with it, or no, did he, then, no. he, then he realised and he bleached them as well. So I, I told know. Pete, I said, the guy's a dead ringer for Acker. And Pete's like, just take a photo. I said, how am I going to take? He goes, just hold your phone next to your crotch. I was like, how on earth is that? How am I going to? How's that inconspicuous? And how am I aiming? Mate, you should have just walked up and said you're taking a photo to show Kelly. If he asked, just go. I'm just taking a photo to give you know the wife a work in progress. Weird. Stand next to your work so I can t- <laughs> <laughs> include you in it. I need evidence. Get real close to the carpet, please. But- hey, thanks, Zaka. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jason. Um, what were you saying there, Riyad Mahrez? What was it? <sighs> Just before we move off Riyad Mahrez. Before we move off, Alex Briggs. Re- remember, remember, <laughs> remember when City said we didn't have? Oh, we, I don't have sixty million to spend on Riyad Mahrez. That was six, seven months ago. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We don't have the money to spend on it. Yeah, they, found it under the fucking tweeted, couch. <laughs> they tweeted out, oh, good things come to those who wait or something like that. Oh, fuck off. Speaking of City, Pep Guardiola was in Bandura. He was. He was on, on Trone in Bandura. <laughs> I thought you were joking when you sent he that. Was a bu- he was in Bandura a couple of days ago. What the hell was he doing the there? Yeah. I wonder if he went to the Agora Theatre. What was he doing in Bandura? He was P- probably the- going to 
There's also a crime I think reported. He was, I think he was, was on the um, news in Bundar anyway. Same I think he time. was auditing some auditing some classes at Latrobe. Seriously, he was, was at Kingsbury Mackers. I don't know. He was there. He was there visiting the city, city football academy. Training, training you know where it is, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So I can't believe it's it. He was there. Road, Dead said he was there. I saw the photo on Twitter and I was I was astounded. Well, that's Pep Guardiola in Bandura. There you go. Fantastic. I used to go there. Imagine, imagine just driving along Plenty Road and just look at the car next to you and it's Pep. Pep Guardiola. <laughs> Pep. Um, did we done on football, Alex? You don't have anything more for Alex. <laughs> no, well, there's some Arsenal oh, transfers, but no, we can go. Yeah, we give can us, skip give us the Arsenal fine. ones quickly. Uh, Lucas the Terrier as uh, Terrier from uh, no one's heard of him. Uruguay. No one heard Uruguay. Him. Uruguay. Uruguayan player. No did pretty well in the World no. Cup. Yeah, no. we His won't name play. was Fabian. I'd, I'd care, but no. Oh, defensive midfielder, good. You know, how good many defensive up. midfielders do you need? Last time you decided need one good one midfielder that you were excited about was Granite Shaka. God, he's shit. no, he's not a defensive midfielder. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's, not, a, not, he's a not a footballer. footballer. Yeah, he'll be better off with Terrier. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, in, in he'll the be side. better when he's playing in the championship. He's terrible. <laughs> he'll improve. Next and who season. else have you got? Or is that it? That's it. Okay, so we're going to move on now. Uh, <laughs> finally, um, we're going to quickly run through a little bit of F one. Good race, Fab. You watched it. I watched. Was it Baku? I watched the start. No, it was a Silverstone. Oh, okay. so eventually, it's going to be Baku, and we'll be right. <laughs> they, they actually um, do four races a year at Baku. Um, Kimi Raikkonen does the best thing he could do as a teammate and take out, try and take out Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton's comments were disgraceful. But apart from that, I haven't seen any of the post match. But um, Sebastian blows him off the line. That fantastic was start, ridiculous off the start. Sebastian was very quick. Line? Sebastian was very good. Um, and then Lewis runs into, or, or Kimmy runs into Lewis. It's, I think it's a racing incident. Yeah. There's not a lot of space. Well, he, Kimmy, he does, was, Kimmy was rightfully yeah. rightfully punished. But Kimmy so was, Hamilton goes to the back of the field, and I watch it for about six laps. I'm thinking, he's coming through the back, back of the field, but eventually you can start to hit cars that are decent. He's driving a rocket ship. Right? He's driving the fastest car ever put on a Formula 1 grid. It's like he was seriously driving an ambulance down a local street people just with the lights over. on and people, people were moving yeah, over for him. That's people were moving over I think it, But eventually he's going to get to about 11th, 10th. No. And nope. So I fall asleep thinking, and I wake up, and I, go, oh, I wonder if the F1's still on. He's second. Jeez. He is second. He wasn't, he wasn't second on the track, though. So, no. And I was like, what the... So in the end, we've only... You're pointing at something. What's going on? Oh, no, um, Paddy Dangerfield was selling us Swiss Ultivites. I won't buy Swiss now. They don't do anything. The Ultivites? They, don't do, they do nothing. They do zero. They're not fucking real. What? Supplements? They, the Swiss, they do you nothing. You sound like Essendon's defence team. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, they do zero for you. What? Supplements? They do nothing. Multivitamins. Those, those things so do nothing. why do doctors prescribe supplements? Because they're in cahoots with the pharmaceutical companies. Big conspiracies Sounds going like on a here. Conspiracy theory. It's not even a big conspiracy, but uh, I, I thought it was a good race. Um, Very good race. Look, Dan uh, drove pretty well. Um, he was a little bit unlucky. He pitted literally right before the, a series of incidents late in the race that brought out safety cars, and he he pitted right before the first one, yep. which didn't disadvantage him. But if he had stayed out, um, he might have been in a slightly stronger position. But he still would have been double stacked probably behind Verstappen. But the, my big two, there were three big takeaways from me from the race. Um, one of them involved Kimi Raikkonen. The guy's done. 
He's yeah, done. Yeah, I know. You say oh, this every wow. week in every podcast, but he's not going to quit. He's done. There was an incident later on where he was chasing down Max Verstappen. He had a car that the delta of his car would have been a second, a second and a half quicker than Max. And he's passed him, and he, it was just – it was the most limp dick effort to retain the position. <laughs> Max just drove around the outside of him. Shut the fucking door, Kimmy. Put him off the track. He doesn't care. It's just pathetic. And it's like you sit there going, you, that should never happen. A, you've got a quicker car, you're more experienced, you're letting this guy get away with murder. Shortly after, Max cracked twice. Twice. To let Kimmy get back around him, he just cracked. And then later on again to da- Daniel. Daniel was really putting the pressure on him late, and he cracked. So you reckon he has to do, he has to do a Merlin? I don't know what you're talking about. Turning his wings. He's lost his edge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Lost it. No, Merlin, that edge. was Cougar. Merlin didn't lose his wings. Oh, yeah, Cougar. Yeah, Cougar, Cougar lost. lost it, turned in his wings. You guys are number one. <laughs> Cougar's flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. But yeah, look, it was an interesting I race. don't get how someone flying alongside someone, potentially <laughs> getting caught in some <laughs> shit air, is helping that person land. He's just giving him support. Correct. If I put you in a plane. And just said, don't worry, there's going to be a guy flying right next to you. Mate, at one point, they're, they're, mate, they're dogfighting at like 400 metres away. They dogfight at like, miles. They dog Don't fight, get a start on top. They dogfight 50 out. miles away from each other. They're, it's like they're driving, like they're piloting biplanes <laughs> in the war. Speaking of biplanes in the war, did you see the, the roulettes fly over London? It was great. In the formation saying, yeah. it's coming home. Yeah, it was great. That was... That's pretty cool. That's some flying. That was great. Even just the, the roulettes in general, they did some really nice little um, acrobatics over there. But it was uh, – and then lastly, sorry, uh, just touching before we move off F1, Lewis Hamilton's comments post-race insinuating some kind of conspiracy that the, F, the Ferraris are taking out Mercedes on the starts. Why would Vettel drive into Bottas last week? He's your championship rival, dickhead. Yeah. Why would he send himself to the back of the grid? If they're going into you – Go, it's just ridiculous, and he's like the two Ferrari guys he's are sitting tosser. there. He's an he's absolute jerk off, a Yuri jerk off. Just something said in the heat of the moment. He's a Yuri jerk off. He's a Yuri jerk off, Lewis Hamilton. There's a reason why even a lot of British people don't warm to him because he's just a dickhead. Even did you did you see the bits during the race where he's whinging? He's whinging, and even his mechanics. Get, his oh engineers. no, no, this was early. This was he's, early. This is after Kimmy's hit him, and they've gone through all the diagnostics and said there's yeah, nothing wrong fine. with your car. This is happening. This is happening. Saying, He's whinging, and nah, they're saying to him, "None of that's coming up on our screens, mate." Just keep, in other words, shut up. Just shut up. You're in the driving. quickest car. I can't overstate this. this. He's saying this as he's going from twentieth. He's going twentieth, nineteenth, eighteenth. He's going, like I said, he's going past people like he had the emergency lights on. Mm. He's going, you know, going like down no, But that's what he's supposed to do in the car: is report. No, no, no his feeling no, of, no, of the car. Win. No, he doesn't report. He whinges. He's like, "We're, we're finished. We're done. We're done." Do you know why? Because he wants goes to- through the radios. The people hear it. The stewards hear it. They investigate. They penalise. You know what I think it is, though? I think it's actually more... Penalise he who? Penalise he who? He's asking his team for confirmation no, of no, what he's, he's asking feeling his, out he, there. He's just whinging that, oh, the race is over. The race is over. We're done. We're finished. And you know why he does it? He does it so the, the British press and the British fans who love him... The inevitable run to the podium because he's driving all the knobs that are in the commentary box because he's driving the quickest car ever put on a Formula One grid. I can't overstate that enough. What a masterful drive from Michael Lewis. Schumacher would drive that Mercedes one handed. What a ma- yeah, what a masterful drive from Lewis Hamilton when you've actually just done the bare minimum because it's the quickest car of all time, and it, this enhances his legend and he's he's an unbelievable driver. He's, he's the best ever, second best car on the planet. 
to that Citroen that you're buying? It's a Renault. Oh, that's what I meant. Always gets it wrong. It's just winding me up. Um, but yeah, that, I was a little bit disappointed the Ferrari boys sitting there and they were, they were diplomatic and they answered the question politely when it was put to them, Do you, you know, what do you have to say about what Lewis is saying? One of them needed to say that's absolute garbage and just call him on it. Don't let him get away with it. Don't let him lap it up. Don't let him just it call him out. In Italian, no one it's bullshit. Said. It's absolute bullshit. But uh, so we have a little bit of a break now. The F1, they did the three races back to back. I think we've got Hungary coming up shortly-ish. Um, and that leads into Spa's sort of in that next block of races, which is great. Um, AFL. I don't want to talk about AFL. I want to talk about one thing in I'm, AFL. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it as You're well. You're over it. Yeah. You know what my favourite moment of this weekend is going to be? When Harry Mackay takes his first mark tomorrow night and the crowd give the match committee the Bronx cheers. That's going to be my favourite part of the weekend. Have you seen the teams? Uh, no. He's probably not even in. No, he's in. He's playing. He's definitely playing. Have you seen the teams? No, he's definitely. No, no, the club, the club announced. <laughs> no, Sean's part of match committee. The club announced that he's definitely playing. Um, I don't know why I lied. I did see the ins, but um, <laughs> I haven't seen like the team team. But um, the, just before you AFL, that that stuff just shits me up the wall. There's reasons why people are jerking off Mason Cox and Magic Door and all these guys. Mm-hmm. They're playing good footy, Fab. Why are they playing good footy? Because yeah, they're getting games. Because they play yeah. every week. Eric Hipwood plays every single Eric week. Eric Hipwood averages 1.5 goals a game. Yeah. Do you know who else averages 1.5 goals a game? Doesn't Harry McKay average two goals a game? That's 1.5. But this guy... We, we round up. We just... He has to play, and we've lost a year. Mm. We've lost it. We've wasted a year. But look, said, we're Carlton Cedric because we are Carlton supporters, but Aaron Francis... Is just playing games in the reserves for Essendon. Whenever I see him play, mm. it looks like good. You're not making finals, mate. Aaron Francis should be playing week whenever, in, week out. Whenever, Establish whether this bloke can play. Whenever I see him play, I've seen him play a couple of games in the VFL. He's good. Yeah, I like him. He plays like, very well. I, I like what I saw of him at under 18s that when Essendon just, I don't know, you refuse to, you refuse to play him. Um, we had a bit of feedback last week from Mr. Tom Snibson, who wanted us to talk more Richmond. Um, Tom, Who's that Tom won't S- be happening. Tom who? I have nothing to say about Richmond. Who's Tom? Who? You don't know him. How do you? How how's his feedback come? He he um commented on my. Did he DP? Yeah, he did DP me. <laughs> <laughs> you got the message loud and clear. Yeah, he, he, and, he and Jagger. <laughs> um, yeah, the he, he gave some feedback. He wanted to be a bit more Richmond talk. And... So he's obviously a Tiger man. Yeah, big Tiger man loves it. Well, if you want some Richmond talk, listen to every commercial radio station. <laughs> That's exactly my message. You off at yeah. the moment. How good they are. They're changing the game, Fab. The Tigers. You know what the thing with the Tigers is, Fab? Teams Look, just can't go with them for the I, full four quarters, Fab. I texted you on the other night, and this is... I can vomit well, in juice. I try not to talk about Richmond. We're going to talk about them. But they just play... They've got a simple game plan. They play fundamental football. And they play it. Credit to them. All right. So that's the top of the ladder. Then you go to the bottom which is our team, we've got no idea, no structure. It's almost like we've never seen a football. It's unbelievable. Watch. We look like, like I one just... of those international teams, you know, coming yeah, for like that footy the, carnival. Like the, what are they, what's like the, Fiji or something. Now, what's the, the um, what do they call them, the freedom team? They were like the Israelis the Israelis. And the Palestinians came together. Hmm. I reckon they'd give us a run for our money structurally. Dipper's got them purring. <laughs> <laughs> Any other Dipper stories? Yeah, Dipper, a... Dipper's got to take them to Good Eve. Feedback from to Eve nightclub. That was the most Dipper. outrageous oh, thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then what do we got? We got uh, what about 
you moving on to sport, other sports, or <laughs> you moving on to sport? We're going to do. We've spoken nothing. We're going to do a bit of odds. And, we're going to do a bit of odds and ends. You had some odds and ends about. No, the, I was going to say, should we talk about uh, Latour? Latour. I want to say one thing very quickly. Tennis devastated to wake up this morning and see Roger was eliminated in the quarterfinal by Kevin Anderson. Why um, wouldn't you move Wimbledon? Oh man! To occur after the World Cup, not because England went on a run. No, and everything. It's in Europe, European summer. Mate, if England made the final, they weren't going to move the final of Wimbledon. It's unbelievable. It's still un- had a full house. If you had tickets to the men's final at Wimbledon... Uh, no, nah, if, 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 if I had tickets to the men's final at Wimbledon and my country were playing in a non-refundable. World Cup final, there's no, I, there's no chance I'd be going to Wimbledon. Non-transferable. Or non-transferable. No chance. See, I don't think you can transfer in Wimbledon tickets anyway. Like at all. Right. Um, I don't have a name on them. I think they might. What, a general admission tickets? So You've got, you got to line up and they give you a spot in the line. It's all very technical. If anyone's been to Wimbledon, um, I think there's... I've not been. My sister's been. I think that you, you generally... have a PIMS? Double check. She did have a PIMS and a strawberries and cream. Um, you, you do have to... Uh, I think Emily Moresmo was hitting up on one of the outside courts. <laughs> I was taken out of context. <laughs> <laughs> We, won't, we don't need to go. Do we need to go into that? You can go into it if I want. Um, I stick by my comments. Fabian, when, what year was it? Set the tone for us, Fab? Early 2000s, I reckon. Early 90s. 2000s. Fab was at the Australian Open, which yep. is not a problem with that. You yep. love going I was to the, trying to find my dad. I love going to the Australian he hangs Open. hangs out great. around the, uh, the outer courts. Go to the outside courts. Gets the, um, the, the pass. Yeah. When all, the, star, all the stars are still on the outside courts. My dad and his mate generally roam around the outside courts looking for the Italian players. Yep. There's not many of those because it's they it's make, a hard court. Uh, Fabio Fonia is. Um, you know what Italians? You know what Italians would dominate if tennis was played on cement. It was played on like paving. <laughs> oh jeez! Get that high rebound. Oh um, wow! So yeah, looking for my dad. I'm on one of the back courts, and I saw Emily Moresmo just hitting up, and I said to Sean and my wife, I just innocently, I said, because it was this thing that Emily Moresmo very manly looking, and I said I saw her hitting up on one of the back courts. Wearing just a sports bra and like little tight, little tight shorts. I said, she had a pretty good body. Sean's it, it lost look- it. What else did you say, Fab? <laughs> I don't recall what else oh, I said. You know what you said. No, no, no. I you think said, the, I think the, the, do you want me to say what the you rest said? Of, the rest of the comments were there for pure... <laughs> they, were embell- they were embellishment, were they? Right, they were for human. No, but what I said, I said, she oh, didn't actually look that over the She had a really good body. And? Okay. What did I say after that? That's the only part I'm sticking by. Everything else is probably bullshit. You said you finished that story off by saying uh, you had to sit down for 15 minutes. No, yeah, that, that part. <laughs> <laughs> that part there was was an embellishment to, to show that I'm standing by my copy. No, but you yeah. were no, I do recall. And no, it, that's because there's this rumor that she had this really manly physique, and she did. You look back at photos. Yeah, but I saw her in the flesh. It came up oh, because well, we were talking about seeing celebrities naked. It's always been said if you have... I don't know if, if you... We were talking about seeing celebrities naked. No, 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 no. What? Seeing them live, Sean. Yeah, th- this is live. another story about him meeting Jennifer no, Love no, Hewitt no, no. and giving her some Tim Tams. And... All that is true. That's but... another story altogether. That is another story. Another so, day. Um, another day, another pod. That's, yep. a, that's a good story as well. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I stand by my Emily Marisma. I always said if you if you have nothing you know good to say, don't don't say it about someone. But Emily Marisma, no, for me, Emily Marisma, yeah, she yeah she had more of a a solid physique. She, she looked, looked like the big. girl Johnny Drama was dating at the gym. Oh yes, yep. She had lats like a, a, a Vanda Holyfield. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the thing I think at that, that time especially 
Fab's opinion, I suppose what you're trying to say, your opinion this is the runs country. Gabriella Sabatini type stuff where the girls were very feminine. Martina Hingis. And not very... Sure, it did stand out in the, in the era. Fab runs, Fab's opinion runs <clears throat> contrary to the opinion of the broader public. Yeah, I just said, I saw her with my own eyes and she, her body was actually quite who, who I will say rather unfairly targeted Emily for being effectively just really fit. Yeah. They thought, oh, she was on Which is what you need to be to compete in the She was actually probably ahead of her time in, in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Serena, Serena yeah, came along yeah. and grew up and went, well, Serena's yeah. a beast compared she's to man, beast. very strong. Right? I'm not saying that she's a man or beast in it. No, in no, she's really she's strong. She's strong. She's powerful. That's she's what I mean. She just blows them away. She's got something that I mean. no other player on and the women's team has got. that's why she is the best female tennis player of all time. Yeah, because she, she plays with pure power. She's actually, to be honest with you, I see her play. female tennis player of all time. I see her play, and sometimes I watch her and think... She's won 22 Grand Slams or whatever. And sometimes when I watch her and go, you're actually not a great tennis player. Like, you're actually not a, a terrific player. As in a hitter. As in a hitter. Yeah. Like, you actually, you make really dumb decisions and you just, you're just so powerful that it doesn't matter because mm. that overcomes it. Sometimes I watch it and go, like, I wouldn't have played that shot. Well, Roger got beaten for a very long time in his career because the boys were just overpowering. Too big, yeah. So... But yeah, so just on that, a really disappointing. Roger, two sets to love up. So who's left? I'm not watching. Djokovic, Nadal, Kevin Anderson's left, uh, having beaten Rog. Um, who's Kevin Anderson? The man that beat Roger. Oh, no, like, He's yeah. the Soderling of the French Open who knocked cool. out Nadal just so so now Roger can uh, others can cleared the, cleared the way. Yeah, cleared the way. But yep. um, yeah, it's, it's it's the weird one with Wimbledon. It's it's sort of going on, but no one really cares. It's is that tennis all, in general? No, I think it's just with the World Cup in England having this run, it's taken a lot of attention away from tennis. I'll jump into it now at yeah. the juicy stage. Yeah. yeah, I reckon. Oh, I might watch a few laps of the tour. Ooh. The tour? Yeah, I've nothing else to add on it, but I just thought it's so where a pretty major there? event. Well, I'm not taking stage five, I believe. Yeah. Oh, so it's early on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think they've done, they've done like eight, 800Ks of the... Or nine hundred Ks of the there's like three and a half thousand. I I would watch a lot more, but the timing is so obviously the three jerseys that they're going for, isn't it? The yellow, the green, and the polka dot. The polka dot, and then there's a young rider which is correct. a white. Yeah, correct. Racist. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I would certainly watch a lot more of the tour, but the timing obviously it's it's difficult. For it's good to just have one in the background. The yeah, tour so. generally watches me most years. Hmm. Like I try to watch a bit of the tour, but what does that what does that even mean? That I'm asleep while the tour was on. It's a very existential sort of thing. Yeah. The it's tour quite a common me. saying, I would say. Yeah. Unlike your what was, shoddy's bolt or whatever that was. No, no, what was the one tonight? There was another one tonight about the turtles. The turtles. Yeah, that's right. Not all turtles make it to the sea. Yeah. Well, they don't. It's, it's nature. Yeah, it's, that's natural selection. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, you know, what, you know what natural selection did do? Mm-hmm. Took away the dinosaurs. Took away Isla Sauna. Natural selection. Oh, no. Didn't a meteor do that? Um, I don't think we really know, do we? Well, I think we do. Yeah, but how the fuck? Too seriously. How do they know? Oh mate, that's uh, a topic for another pod. Yeah, I, mean, I get what you're saying. Like, I agree. There was elemental things that killed them totally, hmm. but happened before there was man on Earth. Obviously. You know, it happened before all everything. So it's like, you know. But how do we know about the Big Bang and all these other stuff? We just know this stuff. We guess. Smarter people than us. We assume. We're like, yeah, this happened. This is, yeah, that that's yeah, that mm. happened. Sounds about right. Yeah, mm. that works for me. Mm-hmm. I want to close on one thing. This, you, yeah. know, you know what doesn't Sound work? Sound like engineers. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. yeah. 
That's flush. Adding a factor of safety. (laughs) (laughs) I want to to close on one thing. I had a a, um, movie-related thought when I was riding around today at work. This is gonna. This is so off topic. We're just gonna run at home with something that doesn't matter, doesn't fit. There's no context. I was gonna bring it back with some random sport. Oh, you can do you that. You can finish off with random sport. Let's show go. It's a brief one. Go for it. Do you? Does anyone here like horror movies? No, I don't no. like horror movies. No, I don't watch them. You know, whenever don't I like watch, them. whenever I watch a horror movie, we get to about ten or fifteen minutes in. That's what I want the movie to be. I was thinking about this today. I want to see the movie where the sexy young teens are going down to the lake for the weekend. They're just mm. gonna have a good time. That's yeah. the movie I want to see. Psych. It's not a horror movie. Yeah. It's just a I don't great want to see story. The movie. I don't want to see the movie where they start getting brutally murdered. Yeah. You just want to see the hot young teens. I want to see the on. quarterback prove that he's you know not the trope of masculinity. He's actually got a, you know, a, a, softer side. a softer side to him. And that the geeky girl's actually good looking. Mm. And well, basically, you're talking about every TV show. And I don't want, want, to, get, I don't want to get murdered. I, like, what I'm thinking, Fab, you send the boys, you know, the, your boys are... Uh, in high school or college, whatever. And My like, boys. Whatever. And they're like, like we're going to go down to the lake for the weekend with our mates. And you're like, no problems. We'll see you on Monday. And then you get a knock on the door. Yeah, they've been murdered brutally by a fucking serial killer. <laughs> you don't move on from that. Ever. 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 But I'll tell you now. But the movie just ends and the survivors are happy because they've survived. There's two reasons why that won't be happening. You'd go, yeah, actually, that'd be a good sequel, you hunting them down. Like, I still know what you did last summer. No, nah, Alexander just wouldn't let that happen. He's an animal. You say this, but I reckon the other one's the animal. I reckon Harvey's the animal. Nah, Alexander's got Harvey covered. Alexander's... He, I have seen Harvey's cot. There's like teeth marks on it. He's so been chewing Alexander's the Alexander's got... He's trying to chew his way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. If, if my son puts a... Uh, a Raquel Welsh. Raquel Welsh poster in his cot. Oh, yeah. Then, uh, yeah, I know he's up to something, but... Uh, but yeah, I was just thinking about that today. It's, I like having a movie yeah, thought. I, just, I, like, I don't like the horror movie. I like having a movie thought in most episodes, but I just was driving around thinking, we get to the point, the junction in the movie where people start getting killed, and I'm like, they just wanted to have a fun weekend. I don't mind a thriller. With their mates. Where it's got, a, you know, the, the, something revolving around a gruesome death or something, but it's something else, part of it. The horror where they're just getting chased and chased and chased and chased. Was Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt in I Know What You Did Last That's summer? the crux of the story. Absolutely. St- How many times have you seen it? I know and I still know what you did last summer. Did you summer. see it in the cinema? I saw I still know what you did last summer in the cinema, yeah. 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 Was it because of her? Well, Large, much. Largely. Like solely? Nah. It's like most people see like, you know, back in the day it was like Pacino and they're like, oh, I'll go see it, don't care what it is. Yeah, but I saw it once. Whereas he saw Jennifer Love Hewitt, he's like, I know, I know some people who go to the cinemas like five times to watch the same freaking movie. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Loser. It's not normal. What? It's not normal. Why is it not normal? You're paying $20. Five times is a lot. I haven't seen anything. I've seen a few things four times. (laughs) (laughs) I once saw Superman. I saw Superman Returns four times because I wanted to convince myself that it was good. Superman Returns? It was terrible. I wanted to keep convincing myself that it was a turd sandwich. You should keep watching Quantum of Solace. Is this a Thierry Henry um, Thierry Henry Cavill? Special or is it... Um, mm, what? Thierry Henry Cavill? Yeah, what's yeah I get it. That's terrible. Oh, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. <laughs> no, this was Brandon Routh. And it was 2006. Saw it four times in the cinema. Over its theatrical run of like six months. And it was fucking terrible. So you watched it four times? Because I wanted to convince myself that it was good. It was shit. That makes no sense to me. I've got the DVD as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You must go... You must re-watch Quantum tonight. I like watching things I didn't like. I'll, I'll happily watch Quantum again. If, watch I, don't, again. if I don't like something... How did something, Bond survive that when everything blew up? 
a whole thing, everything. That's all I remember. That's Bond. James Bond. Mate, the whole film's fucking stupid. There's a scene where all Bond has to do is tell him, "I didn't kill him. That wasn't me. I didn't kill that dude." You know that he was like a he was undercover or something. Yep. yep. That he was guarding Dominic. Yeah, I can't Dominic remember. Green. I can't, yeah, Green. All he yep. had to say was, no, "I didn't kill that guy." She's like, "Bond, you killed that man." And all Bond had to do was go, "No, I didn't." No, but there's a lot of times in movies where that happens. You go, just tell but, him. Just, but, but just, just explain Bond, yourself. Bond just stood there like he was sucking a lemon and he was like, <laughs> like, didn't say anything. Just say, just say, no, 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 mum, I didn't kill that dude. Hmm. He was a bad man. What's the movie Ryan Reynolds is in where he's in a box, buried alive? Uh, the box. No, it's no, not it's, the I box. know the one. He's buried, yeah. Uh, I think he's buried. Might be buried. Yeah. I started watching that and then got okay. bored. <laughs> Kelly and I went and watched that in the cinemas. Jesus, is it in gold class? Was that was oh, that kind of geez. was that the movie where you had your gold class tickets? They were expiring. And you needed to get rid of them because everyone holds gold class Twice. tickets. Everyone sits there and goes, "Twice I'm going to save happened. these for something good." Yeah. So me and my cousin, and then, the, then the time runs yeah. out. Fuck, what's on? <laughs> like oh, shit, shit. buried. Twice That's where it's run out. <laughs> National had, Lampoon's had, Vacation had, reboot. I'd, I'd love to watch National Lampoon. Have you seen the reboot with Ed Helms? Yeah, that's terrible. Um. It's happened twice. Once was for the founder, which I actually ended up enjoying. Uh, yeah, the founder was okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to the movies to see the founder. But I'm in gold class thinking all I want is a cheeseburger. When I was watching that movie, but yeah, I watched the one where he's buried alive. Yeah. in the box, and the whole movie is just darkness. Wasn't that just an episode of CSI? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like the phone comes on, and he. Yeah, I thought my Netflix was stuffed. I. I started watching. It was just black. I'm I in gold what's class, going on, and I'm getting like. Something wrong with the screen. Three-course meal and drinks and everything. And I thought I did a pretty good job until the lights came on. And I've worn half my, half my meal. Oh, it was horrible. I went to go see Alien. A similar situation. I, had, I was watching Alien versus Predator. I can't remember which one it was, but it was at the drive-in cinemas. And it was just black and grey. I, I reckon it might have been Alien v Predator Requiem, which was the far, second one. I couldn't see anything. It was terrible. I can't, I you, didn't miss, you didn't miss it. You probably did yourself a favour. Oh, the film made more sense the less like you the, saw. Like the first Transformers, not not the same as in that <coughs> the, the colours were wrong, but just like that stuff was happening so quickly that you couldn't see what the hell was going on. I could. I don't get that. People have say that. and became this oft-worn thing. I thought it was. I could see perfectly what was happening. Hmm. Go to your sports yeah, thing. Yeah, give us we'll a wrap-up wrap with wrap some up sports. No, it's pretty... It's pretty Pretty boring. You haven't got more about Deontay Wilder, do you? No, I don't. It was the World Chess Championship coming Excellent. up. Excellent. <laughs> chess. Is that a sport? Who's the champion? Magnus? Magnus Carlsen. Yeah. Yeah, he was photographed Norway. for um, G-Star Raw, I remember. I remember it was at Shopping Town. There's a big photo of him. He was photographed for G-Star Raw by... Um, Is that right? Oh, very famous photographer. So he's sponsored by... Annie Leibovitz. No, not Annie Leibovitz. He's the only photographer I know. Shit. What's this? I'm going to look this guy's name so up. Then, so they are... Death so they Mode pop- video clips. So they're playing uh, in London between the 9th and the 28th of November this year. And the challenger... Is there a time limit? Yes. Is the, so the 12-game tw- match. Antoine. Anton Corbin. Antoine Corbin. Yeah. The challenger is Fabiano Caruana. The soccer player? No. Oh. Fabiano Caruana from the United States My money's of America. On him. What about the guy from Thunderball? Is he there? No, he's not. It's just the two of them. Defending champion and the challenger. Oh, what? It's just one match? It's not like it's, a tournament. It's a 12-game match. Okay. Jesus. Why is it a 12-game match? Not sure. What if it's 6-all? Best of 13. <laughs> so that's my little bit to two. end with. You've got to win by two. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Imagine imagine being in the crowd. Seriously, you say test cricket goes too long. Imagine being in the crowd for a 12-legged chess match. I fell asleep during Les Miserables. 
once. The movie or the show? The show. I thought the intermission was over. And I got I got my stuff, and Kelly goes, "All oh, right, just go and get some snacks." And I said, "What do you mean snacks? What for the drive? Go home." And she's like, "It's only half halfway through." I felt like I just slept for five hours. <laughs> Horrible, absolutely horrible. It was Anthony Warlow. Uh, no, no, it was Jean an amateur Valjean? production. Oh, fuck off! Yeah. No, mind you, I've seen amateur productions of like Chicago and loved it. So Sweeney Todd, no. Uh, Fiddler on the Roof, no. Uh... <laughs> Dirty Dancing, Dirty Dancing. Did you see that? I have seen Dirty Dancing. I missed the Carlton Brisbane final because of Dirty Dancing. Wow! And I was livid till I saw it. You would have been happy up till three quarter time. Kim Valentine was played baby. Okay. And I absolutely loved it. Right. I'm not ashamed to say it. I had a ball. Were you in the aisle lifting Kelly up? I, Swayze style? Like everyone else was when no one puts baby in a corner. Oh, you it, clap? People erupted. Yeah. It was absolutely epic. No, good night at the theatre. Yeah. I was good. getting text messages from Tim. I think I got about 400 texts. <laughs> it's like every possession was a text. But, um, He's actually commentating the game for yeah, his teletext. No, it was unfortunate. Tim went from being quite happy to... Oh, yeah. Daniel Bradshaw, that was the snap. Yeah, Paul Bauer game. couldn't go with him. So. We're well in control. Um, we've talked enough shit. We've talked enough shit. I think we've had a nice chat. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, we didn't actually introduce ourselves at the top of the show again. You've become very loose. I was good for about four weeks. Fast and loose. You've gone sans stand. Why? Because um, my stand is loose, so it doesn't. There was like an NRL whistle. <laughs> it's like falling over. So I just. I Do just you know what I love? It was like state of origin. No, we're not touching on that. There's Wimbledon. No, we're not touching on that. Two to France. Not touching on that. Why did no one cares about state of origin? I was a dead rubber. Yeah, true. But uh, I've been supported ably tonight by Fabian Guadagnolo. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Alex Billen. Peace and love. And me, Sean Peter Butch, John Lennon signing off for us. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We'll hopefully hear from you next week. Baby, baby, I'd get down on my knees.